this is Mike Opperman with another edition of Bova News Chats, and I'm here with Dave Erf with Zoetis. How are we doing today, Dave? I'm doing great, Mike. Good. So, Zoetis Genomics, uh, I know you guys have done some validation work in the last few months looking at uh, how genomics is working on dairy operations. Uh, give me an update on that. Yeah, it's kind of a neat uh, study that we've done. Uh, you know, we always select for indexes and traits out there, but, uh, you know, it's rare that we go back and we see how well did our predictions work in the real world. So this validation study was really uh, unique in that we went back and looked at original estimates on animals and saw how they performed versus what we predicted, and it was pretty impressive. So what you're saying is that genomics actually does work, right? It works real well. It's, you know, it's something that uh, a lot of naysayers uh, always wonder, uh, will this work in the real world? And this study kind of put that to rest and said, you know, selecting for an index that's in dollars, are you really going to get those dollars back? And the answer was an emphatic yes. So you're talking about dairy wellness profitability in dollars, right? That is correct. The Zoetis Dairy Wellness Profitability Dollars, or DWP Dollars, it's a Zoetis index that kind of balances out production, reproduction, and health uh, to try to uh, obtain those animals that will uh, maximize lifetime profitability. So are you seeing that benefit, on obviously, on the health traits as well that we've introduced here recently? That's correct. We not only looked at how the index worked, but we looked at the individual components of the index and looked at how well were the animals that ranked high for the index, how did they do on the individual traits. And, uh, you know, we were seeing uh, the poorest 25% uh, for our index having twice the disease incidence than the top 25% for our index. So it was pretty impressive. I mean, we saw uh, a lot more disease in that bottom group, a lot less uh, longevity, uh, a lot poorer reproduction. It was, uh, it was like we scripted it out, but it was real world data. What can a producer expect? You know, I know, um, you know, there's quite a lot of use of genomics across the board, but, you know, how can, how can somebody get started using genomics if they are still on the fence? If you're on the fence for genomics, we need to talk because uh, it's an opportunity to really uh, improve the efficiency, the sustainability, uh, reduce your carbon footprint, because if we can identify animals that are going to be more successful down the line, then we're going to reduce our turnover rates, reduce the number of replacements we need each year. Uh, it's a win-win there. And when we look at uh, the uh, genomic data, it it really does help us predict which animals are going to be successful or not. And my first thing when I talk to herds that are sitting on the fence for genomic testing is let's talk about how we would use the information in your herd. Put a strategy together. The information's great, but if you don't have a strategy, it's just information. It's not going to make your animals perform any better. We need a plan on how we're going to uh, use this data to make your herd better. 
That's really the case with all data, right? You have to be able to analyze it and make the right decisions from it. How are you helping producers do that? Oh, I get to work for Zoetis with herds from uh, across the country, coast to coast. And I have uh, quite a few herds that uh, when they're considering genomic information, we uh, try to look at how we are going to use it in their herds help them define what's the right number of heifers that they need to be raising. Who are we going to uh, get those heifers from in their existing herd? And how many, uh, how long are we going to keep trying to get heifers out of them? And trying to put together a plan where they're using sexed and beef semen, some cases, some cases they still want to use some conventional uh, semen out there. Uh, but more cases than not, when we get into talking about genomic strategies, these herds want to maximize their genetic progress, which is really being picky about who you get heifers out of, being picky about who you raise and keep, and it all helps to make the herd better in the long run. You know, it's interesting, Clarified has been around for, what, a dozen years or so now? So. That's really transformed the way we breed cattle. I mean, you just you just rattled off a few uh, heifer selection uh, using beef semen. Um, that must make you proud to see the impact that that you've had on the industry. Oh, it's it's really gratifying to go in and see some herds where uh, they've been transformed over the last ten years, and they operate in, on uh, different scales. But uh, probably the most uh, interesting thing to me is looking at uh, what the future uses of genomics are. I, I, you know, my crystal ball says we're gonna look at uh, different uh, uh, uses of genomics like uh, uh, using it for herd management decisions, uh, trying to reduce, further reduce antibiotic usage uh, with it, uh, management decisions like uh, uh, selective dry cow therapy, identifying animals for disease earlier because they're more prone to these diseases, we can kind of sort them out. I mean, things like that are in the future and genomics is gonna play a big part in those kind of changes. I think it's also been really neat to see some of the producers really embrace it and also help drive that change, right? I mean, there's some producers that have really done some innovative things around genomics. Oh, definitely. We get uh, a lot of producers that when we start putting strategies together for them, they come to us with the question of what's next? And that's our cue that we need to be more intense on things. Uh, we get some customers, they start out using some sex semen, then they go to all sex and beef semen. And the next thing you know, they wanna do ET or IVF programs and multiply the top end and use the information to pick who's the best recipients to give me a live calf who's going to be more fertile to put that embryo in. Uh, it just goes, you know, keeps going on and on. And we'll continue to get those questions and get pushed. And we'll keep breaking walls down and get into those next things. Oh, that's awesome, David. Really appreciate your time. And, and congratulations to Zoetis for all of the work that they've done to really transform the industry. So this has been uh, Mike Opperman with another issue of Bova News Chats.